Good morning. How are we going? Good. Yay! That's awesome. Oh, I was kind of like just sitting over there and I got really oh, emotional. It's like, it's actually like, oh, um, I should probably explain that, shouldn't I? Um, well, as a lot of you know, um, today is the last day that I'm speaking here today because I'm moving to Melbourne at the end of the year, which I really feel um, God-led. Um, but yeah, I was just sitting there and it just really hit me and I just, this is family and it's really sad. But you guys will always be family and this will always be home. So how good's that, yeah? <laughs> That's awesome, one person. No. Um, no, I just wanted to quickly share about um, what's going on with me in regards to Melbourne. But um, when I first felt called to move to Melbourne, I'm sorry, to Ballarat, I knew it was only going to be for a season and I knew that it was um, not temporarily but something that God was just going to do over the next few years and just prepare me for something that I wasn't sure what it was. Um, but I did that by faith and it was the best decision of my life I have met. You guys, I've made friends. I have just had so many opportunities just to um, grow my relationship with God, but more than that, grow into the um, character that, I guess, or calling that God's calling me to be or do in the future, and that's just amazing. Um, so earlier on this year, I just really felt God saying that your time's coming and it'll be at the end of the year, and so I'm just taking a step for faith and I'm believing that it is. And then on Wednesday, just to let you all know, I've um, actually received a few job offers in Melbourne next year to do full-time ministry, which is really exciting. I didn't have any for the last few months and I was like, God, tell me to go, but I haven't heard the direction and I was getting a bit frazzled because people were asking me, what are you going to do or what does it look like? And I was like, I've got no idea at all. No idea what church I'm going to, no idea where I'm living. And then this week it's just really fallen into place. And now I'm actually stuck with which one <laughs> do I say yes to? <laughs> so um, they're amazing opportunities. So I'd love for you to pray for me over the next few weeks. I'm going to be meeting with the churches and the church families, I guess, and we're just going to be praying about it and seeing which one really where God wants me. They'd both be amazing opportunities. One of them really um, in schools ministry and bridging the gap between the schools and the youth and overseeing um, the youth ministries there. And then one of them's a full-time youth pastoral physician with different campuses and um, preaching regularly and just growing in different things and doing united events and community events that are all involved in youth. So I'm really excited. I don't know which one it is. It will definitely be a challenge, but... Um, God's good, hey? Like, yeah. And I was telling the youth, you guys, will do like youth events with me and like, we'll like, I'll take them. No jokes. No, but it'll be amazing and this will always be family, so it's good. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to let you know that I wanted to thank you as a church as well. I wouldn't be where I am today without your support and your love, um, the leadership, just everyone in general. Like, I wouldn't be here and I just appreciate that. And I know Mel and Dad aren't here, but I just want to honour them as the pastors of the church. Like, they just slave away. They just do not stop giving. They keep on 
They keep on giving of themselves, of their times, and they just do it because they love this house and they love God and they're just absolutely amazing pastors and it's been an honour to sit under their leadership. It's been tiring at times, especially under Dad, but <laughs> there are times where I swear I was like, just wanted to like hit him, but it's all good. No, no, they've seriously been amazing and it's... Um, I know a lot of what I am is because of them and I just wanted to honour them because they deserve to be honoured, yeah? All right, well, let's just pray and we'll dig into this. So, God, we just, um, we honour you this morning. We honour this space. We thank you that you are here and that you're already moving and that you're already touching hearts and we just pray that you would continue to do so, God, that you would just um, know that this time is your time, God, that it's not ours. We give you... um, we um, take away the structures and the agendas and we just give it to you and just pray that you would just have your way in this place. In Jesus' name, everyone said, Amen. Amen. Awesome. Um, so just a little quick run through. I can't talk properly, I'm sorry. But anyways, um, this year's been a massive um, year for me when it comes to health, as a lot of you would have known. Um, it's been a really hard and long journey and I'm finally uh, almost on the end of it. But I'm going through it, which is awesome. Um, but this year I really had to stop. Stop. I still hate saying that word. Had to stop and look after myself, which is something that I'm not used to and we all know that. Um, at least I just stopped to a degree that I'm not used to. Um, I had to stop and rest and I spent a lot of time on my own just I guess just needing to press into God and just look at what he was doing because there was a time where I just did not understand what this season was all about I did not understand this year it was frustrating I had all these plans in my head I thought I knew where I was going and what I was doing and then it just all went to well went to crap and I couldn't do a lot of that stuff which I know now there's a purpose for but um truth be told this year was probably one of the hardest years I've actually ever faced um it really was um there were definitely times where my physical health killed me more mentally than it actually did physically Um, It really stressed me out, just the uncertainty of not knowing what was going on with my physical health and not knowing how to look after myself because I wasn't diagnosed. Um, I was in hospital way too many times late at night. I couldn't do... I couldn't help myself at some stages when I needed to, which just infuriated me because I liked to look after myself and I couldn't. And I was just overwhelmed and um, felt really isolated... Um, in some of that so it was just really hard um I just wanted to share that this morning and a bit more of that throughout I speak only because not to tell you oh my gosh I really struggled this year my life was really hard not to say that so you guys can feel sad for me or bad for me or anything like that but I think sometimes we can tend to sugarcoat you know our struggles and how we're really facing and um we can we hide the worst parts of our lives. Like we, we sometimes we show that little bit that yeah we're struggling, but it's okay. We'll be all right. Like the dark, and then we just hide the rest of it. We just we show the surface level, but we hide it. And I think 
Um, unfortunately, it's with so many Christians, it's almost a culture that we've created where we feel bad or we don't want people to see the worst parts because otherwise we'll get judged or we won't feel that we'll be as loved as much or whatever reason it may be, we don't actually show the worst parts of ourselves. But if we don't show the worst parts of ourselves or if we don't be truthful on how we really struggle, how will we ever learn from each other? You know, us as Christians, we're meant to journey together. We're meant to empower each other. We're meant to build on each other's strengths and weaknesses. We're meant to do life together. But if we're only showing the good parts or if we're only just, you know, doing the surface level stuff, how are we ever going to really get to the deep stuff? That's really what God wants to use and bring to show his glory, yeah? Yeah. And this is why church is so important. It's Church is meant to be the safe place. It's a, pay, a place to be real and vulnerable with how we really are. Um, Pastor Andrew preached a few months ago, I think, about vulnerability. And that vulnerability isn't a sign of weakness, but it's actually a sign of strength. I thought I knew that. I was like, yeah. I'm so vulnerable. I tell all of my past stories. And then it came to this year and I was like, no, no one's going to see me like this. Yeah, God really put a spanner in the works and I was really, I was really challenged to be vulnerable and I, I guess I don't like being vulnerable or at least I didn't then. Um, I felt like I always had to be okay. Like, even though I wasn't, I felt like I always had to be okay. When I came to church, everyone would be like, oh, Faith, how are you? Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm fine. Like, I'm getting there, but it's okay. Like, I felt like I just always had to be okay. At work, I had to be okay. With certain people, I had to be okay. I just felt like I always had to, like, they could know, yeah, I'm struggling with my health, but I'm okay. Like, God's got this. When really, I was just really struggling with it all um but then uh, but then someone um who was really he's really close to me um gave me permission to not be okay and gave me permission to be a mess and suddenly a giant weight just had been lifted from my shoulders and like I was writing this last night and just the thought of writing I was a mess, like, I was like, ugh. Like, no one, no one wants to know that you're a mess. Like, no one wants to know that you're struggling really, really badly. No one wants to, you don't want people to know that. You want, you know, people to look after you, especially when you're a leader or whatever it may be. Like, you don't want people to know that you're a mess. But it's our mess that God turns into good. And as soon as we embrace it, the sooner God can start to mould our mess into something that's going to bring him glory. Romans 8 reads, And we know in all things God works for the good of those who love him. He have been called according to his purpose. So this year I had no idea what it looked like. I did did not understand at all, but I just had to trust that he was going to do it for something, that he was going to use it to bring him glory in some way.
I'm just going to pause for a second. Spence, can you come up, buddy? Now, I haven't really tested this, but in theory, it should work. <laughs> so, all going well, it'll be fine. All right, so I need you to, like, put your hands up. Yeah, awesome. Like, yeah, there you go. Okay. All right, these are this little beanbag things. We're just going to put one here. And then we're going to put another one. And then another one. Yeah, okay, it's working, guys. <laughs> All right, can you lift it higher or is it? Okay, wait. All right, wait, wait. We've got more. I've got more. All right, I could keep on going, but I think we, I'll explain my point in a second. But I think you get the picture. It's weighing down on this side. We can all see that. Just need to turn around to you guys. <laughs> we should take a picture. Do you want to do some pose now? <laughs> There's only one person laughing. It's so sad. No. All right. No, that's it. Thank you. You can put them there. Let's give him a round of applause. Spencer's amazing. All right. I'll come back to that point in a, in a second. But um, uh, um, yeah, I'll come back to that point in a second. But I just wanted to say, we obviously, we all go through hard times. We all go through trials and tribulations. And um, in John, I should have given my scriptures to Charlotte, sorry. But um, in John 16, 33, it says, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. But in the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. God says, take heart. Like... God has given us the keys to endure through our trials and tribulations and these are really enforced to me this year, the keys that I've just needed to really just keep on going back to so that I can continue to stand strong and firm in my faith. So one of them being his word. <laughs> Seriously, this is like the greatest source of spiritual food. Like... It's actually falling apart, <laughs> my one. But um, it, it gives us strength when we have none, regardless if we have strength or if we don't. But it gives us strength. It's the source of life, hope, and truth. And God's word, it's meant to permeate every aspect of our lives. We should be living out this word, yeah? Everything we do... If this is really ingrained, it gives us the key to get through everything. It's, it's got his promises. It tells us how much he loves us. It tells us that he, never, he will never will forsake us, that he is always there, no matter how, seen, how bad things may seem or when we, our plans get completely changed or whatever it may be, his word is truth. It never changes. It's always staying the same and we can take comfort in that, yeah? All right. Another key is prayer. And you know the funny thing is, I don't know why, but a lot of the time prayer seems to be the last resort. Like, it's like we'll try and do everything humanly possible and then we'll pray. Like, it's like if it doesn't work and then we'll pray. But imagine if prayer was the first and only resort. 
Prayer is so powerful and it actually works. Like, it's not just that thing that people say, yeah, just pray, you'll be fine. Like, it's not that at all. And, you know, the power of prayer, it doesn't come from the actual prayer, but it comes from the, the power comes from the person we're praying to. Like, you can say, as pray is something as simple as God help me, and that's all you need to say. The power comes from the person we're praying to. And um, this year, I've really experienced the power of prayer. I've just, especially um, getting people to pray as a family. Like, there is so much power in prayer, especially when people come together and just lift up one voice and just lift up the name of Jesus and God just works in mysterious ways. Um, When I had the jaw surgery around seven weeks ago now, um, they told me one to two months off work, they had told me the recovery would be two months or longer, that I'd be on pain meds for around two to three weeks, that they told me a lot of stuff really. Um, And I was like, awesome. But um, we got the church to pray Um, and people were praying for me, family was praying for me, I was really looked after and I was back at work within two weeks. Like, how good is that? Like, literally, I was back at work at two weeks, I was off my pain medication within a week, every now and then I'd have to go back on it just if I hit myself in the face and forgot, I don't know. I hit hit myself a lot, let's face it. (laughs) Like... You are, actually, you do need to have faith in me because it's, like, really, like, logistically, you shouldn't. Um, But, no, God was seriously so good. My recovery has been, um, the recovery period has been done in the quarter of the time that it was meant to be. And, like, even the doctors were saying, oh, your face has fallen down really quickly. I was still expecting you to be a bit fat here or here or you're still meant to do this or do that. And I was just like... Yeah, that's just God winning. Like, it's like one knee, none, zero to the surgeon. It's like I beat him. It's like awesome. No, but seriously, there, prayer is really important. It's the key that God's given it to us. It's the way for us to communicate with him. All right, next one. Family, the family of God. That is something that God has given us. Yeah, we need family we cannot do life without family and I think uh, probably till this probably till this year I didn't realize how much we actually need family a lot of us think that we can do things alone and that we can do them all by ourselves and that's okay and it's okay to live like that but truth be told we need each other and my dad has been preaching about this oh my gosh what, like a couple months or yeah? Like, do you think he's trying to say something? <laughs> like, he preaches about it a lot. Um, but it's because he's right, I know, but he is right. We need each other. We were built for community. We were built for family. And we need each other to empower each other, to champion each other, to walk through things with each other. Like, if we don't have each other, it's so much harder to get through life. Like, it really is. Like, I actually needed people to look after me after the surgery. I hated it, but I did. 
I had the Reeves, I had Tom, I had so many people, Dad and Mal. They seriously, oh my gosh, they didn't sleep in their own bed and let me sleep in there. And like my dad sat on the couch and Mal slept with Nathan. Like the extremes that people went to to look after me, which was so needed and I'm so grateful. Like, but we need family. There are some things that we just can't do alone and when we get there... Maybe you haven't experienced it yet, but when you get through a stage and you know you need people, at least you know, I've got family and this is family. And like I said before, this church will always be my family and I know that no matter what happens, I can always come here and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm here with family. There's no awkwardness, it's awesome. And then whatever church I go to next year or however it looks, I know I'm just going to a bigger part of God's family. And that I can feel comfortable with that might be a bit strange at first because I've got to meet people. But I know that if I really need anything, I can call upon the family of God because that's what, that's what we are. Yeah? God didn't need to call our sons and daughters. He didn't, but he did because he wants us to be a family. And the Godhead is such um, an example of that. And to be honest, I could not have gone through without, gone through this year without the family, without you guys. All right, moving on. Another thing that um, God has given us is church. Um, church isn't just a place where you fellowship with the family God. Obviously, that is very part, a very big key of going to church. But it's also the place where you get challenged to go higher and deeper than you've been before. It's a place where you're inspired to let your faith arise and take you to places that you've never been. It's a place where you are empowered to take up your cross, as that's what we're called to do, to go to the nations and baptising them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, yeah? Like, church is amazing. I love church. Like... The week doesn't start, church, the week starts on Sunday for me, like, it's where I meet with my family, it's where I refuel, regenerise, it's where everything comes together, it gives me what I need to get through the rest of the week. Church is so important. Another thing that God's given us, worship. Worship is a response of our love for him. Worship's been so key for me this year because I guess there are points where I didn't know what to... I didn't know what to say. I didn't even know what to pray at some points. I was just so overwhelmed or so sad and I just couldn't... I don't even know. I just couldn't... um, I don't know. I just couldn't, but... I had the words to sing and I just worshipped anyway and the love that I felt in that, well, it was, I don't know, it was awesome. It was loving, it was nurturing, it was comforting. Okay, so I know I'm not, but you know when you're a parent, (laughs) you know when you're a parent, and um, your children, they're like just not listening to you and they go, um, 
they don't listen to what you say and they're just running amok or do a tantrum or whatever it is and you just really... Sally's like looking at Imogen, it's really funny. (laughs) 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 Ella's not here. (laughs) Yeah, but you know that moment and it's just like, and you really are, you like you're so... I don't know the right word. Frustrated, disappointed, not angry, but you're just disappointed that they maybe did something that you told them not to do or whatever the case, but your love doesn't change, despite how frustrated you are or how much you just want to, you know, no, no, don't do that, but I wouldn't know. Anyways, but you get my point, you will still love them just as much, your love doesn't waver, it doesn't change, or imagine when you're the child, because I know that, when you're a child, when you're a child, and your parents just really get on your nerves, like uh, they won't let you go to a party or they won't let you stay up late or they won't let you eat dessert for dinner and you're just like, oh my gosh, I hate you, you're ruining my life and you just really hate your parents in that very moment and you're like just thinking of all your friends' parents, you're like, I wish I had them as parents and you're making this massive as scene but really deep down under those hurtful words. You really do love your parents. Yeah, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Well, like that moment when we get frustrated or heated, if we're the parent or the child or both, our love stays the same and we love on our child or we love on our parents anyway. My point is, our situations, our circumstances should never dictate our response of love to him. Should never dictate our response of love for him. God's love, it, it doesn't waver, it doesn't change, it stays the same no matter how far we may stray and how far we just don't understand his love and our love should never should never change Ben can you come and strum please sometimes you just need to worship anyway and it's really hard to do that really hard but we just need to worship anyway no matter how hard life may be worship anyway no matter if you don't have the answers and you've got to go another day worship anyway even when you're the happiest person in the world worship anyway because our circumstances it doesn't change the love that God has for us or our love shouldn't change because of the circumstances that we're going through. And God meets us where we're at and he just pours out his love on us. We need to put our faith and hope in him despite what may come against us because he is for us, not against us. I just want to read this passage of scripture from Romans 8, 
For in this hope we were saved. But hope that is seen is not hope at all. Who hopes for things they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait patiently. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray, but His Spirit intercedes for us through wordless groans. And He who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And we know in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. Worshipping anyway, reading the Bible, all of those things is putting our faith and hope in God despite what might be going on. You know, I got Spencer to come up here before and you, you got my, I think you, yeah. He was tilting this side because it was getting heavier on this side. When we are really planted and securing God and we're pressing in by the things that God has given us, we're, we're balanced, yeah? And we feel secure and no matter what happens, we can just trust and know that everything's going to be okay. The moment that we stop not reading the Bible, the moment we stop not praying, the moment we stop spending time with the family of God, the moment we stop not um, going to church, the moment we stop not worshipping, What's weighing on us, we actually start to feel the heaviness. God doesn't leave, He stays. God never leaves us. He has promised us that He will never leave us, that He will never forsake us. But when we stop pressing into Him, when we're getting thrust against the waves, we feel the heaviness. And what's not meant to be a burden, because God says, My yoke is easy and my burden is light. The moment we stop, it starts to become a burden when God has said, he's taken all of our burdens. He took our burdens when he, went to the, when he sent his son to the cross. God says, burden is light, yoke is easy. God just so loves us so loves us and he's given us exactly what we need to get through every single day when things are going really well or when things are going really bad we've got exactly what we need to get through each day and each thing we go through God turns into good. It's not, it's not just she's just going through that because everything is planned. He uses everything. It's to build our faith. It's to build our character. It's to build who God has called us to be. And this morning... 
we're just going to worship God anyway. We could be going through, I don't know, don't know where we're at or we know what we need to do but we just need that little bit to get there or we could be going really, really well and really just, I don't know, God's just going really good and you're just feeling really happy and on top of the world. But we worship anyway. Every day, everything we do is worship. But there's something when we worship together as a family of God and we praise him and we worship him and just surrendering everything. So, could we stand, please? Maybe the rest of the band want to come up as well. It was really funny this morning when Trevor was up here and he was, you know, what Trevor said. I'm trying to quote him exactly, but it's it's not going to happen. But, you know, those words, um, I will put my trust in you alone and I will not be shaken. When we're secure in him, like, we're not shaken, but our legs can still move, but we put our trust in him alone. We worship anyway. We build our life. Wait. Charlotte, can you go to the other one? We build our life in his love because it is a firm foundation. So we're going to worship because God loves us and we love him. And no matter how tired you might be this morning or no matter what's going on, we're going to worship anyway because it doesn't, our love doesn't change. And this is a way that we show God that we love him. And then God loves us right back in return. And he tells us exactly what he needs. So God, in this moment, we just, we recognise that you are just so here. That you are speaking to us. That you are reminding us of the love that you have for us and that you have overcome the world and that all we need to do is take heart and press into you and everything just mellows away. So God, right now, we're just going to worship you because we love you. We don't need a reason. We just want to because we love you. Jesus' name.